Okay. Oh wow. What? Uh, I'm just looking. At, I was looking up sales figures for um, the HD remake, and uh, I'm just on a, on like a wiki here of all the sales of all the Zelda titles. Okay. If you had to guess how many how many units of Breath of the Wild sold on the Wii U, what would you guess? On the Wii U. On the Wii U. Two million. Not yeah, not not quite. One point five hundred. Okay. Uh, that's lower than I was expecting, to be honest. Considering it was supposed to be like the the title for the Wii U. <laughs> I mean, but it came out really late in the life cycle, so. Yeah. Well. I, don't know, I guess that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. The Switch version has sold thirteen point six million. <laughs> so, unfortunately, this. Oh. Um. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. So Twilight Princess sold about one million HD, but. Was the best-selling title of the series until Breath of the Wild. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Skyward Sword did not do very well. Not even, not even 4 million copies. F- Phantom Hourglass sold better. <laughs> Phantom Hourglass was a good game. The DS yeah. was a good system for those games. Hmm. The Wind Waker HD sold 2.3 million. But I'm wondering if that's because it was bundled with consoles. Hmm. The Ocarina of, sorry, the Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D almost matched the original release in sales. Majora's uh, Mask. How much? Uh, Majora's Mask was pretty close. 3.36 is the original. 3D was 3 million. Uh, Ocarina of Time was 7.6 million. And then uh, the 3D version was 5.6. So. Okay. Still pretty good for yeah, the that's, remasters. That's really solid numbers. The remaster sold better than Skyward Sword did. <laughs> Zelda is popular. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Sorry, I like looking at sales figures. I find it very interesting. By the way, I made a bet with Eric, my friend, our friend, um, about uh, I don't think Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to sell very well. I, I think it's actually going to be the weakest of the series. Okay. Um, and so I, I bet him um, that it won't the sales, the first week sales figures for Sword and Shield will be less than um, Pokemon Let's Go. So hopefully I'm right because I bet him twenty dollars. Okay. <laughs> but hmm. do you consider Let's Go to be a main series title? I know you do. But um, it... <sighs> I don't think I don't know. I don't consider I consider it more of an offshoot. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, man. Well, it's a remake. Yeah, well, exactly. But it's not a remake in the way that, like, Heart Gold Soul Shield. Soul, yeah, that one. Soul Silver. <laughs> Isn't it, though? There's a lot of stuff in Soul Silver and Heart Gold that are not in the originals. Yeah. I don't know. It feels. I think it's because the mechanics are different. One of the mechanics is different. True. It's just a one. I mean, to me, it plays exactly like every other game, you know, obviously with the exception of the catching mechanic. And again, it's it's like a shot-for-shot shot remake of Red and Blue. Yeah, so, no. Like, you're, like you're right, <laughs> but for some reason it doesn't feel like... I find that so weird. Maybe it's because there's only one of them. I I think, I think it's because it's on the Switch. Maybe that's it. Right? Because it's the first main series title on Switch. Well, should we introduce ourselves? 
I guess so. Open that podcast. Uh, Open up a fresh new podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. Uh, my name is Matthew. And I'm Graham. And uh, I'm still looking up Pokemon Let's Go sales figures. Yeah. Um, so, unrelated to that, though, today we're talking about The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, a game which came out in, like, 2006, 2005? Yes. Originally for both the Wii and the GameCube. Yes. Which, Zelda has a, a tendency to do that, it, it appears. Yeah, yeah, like um, that, and then Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's only two, it. really. But they yeah. tend to launch right at like the crossroads of generations. That's this is interesting. It actually released on the Wii before it released on the GameCube. Huh. That's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, a whole month before. So, not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this your first time playing through, or have you played through before? So this is a game, so Twilight Princess, I watched a really good Let's Play of it a number of years back, uh, but this is my first time playing through it. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I played through most of the Zelda games. No, maybe over half, at least at this point. I think the only ones I haven't played are like the Oracle games... Mm. Um. Yeah, that's and like the well the CVI games, of course. But the no, I've actually played most of them. I haven't played Zelda two, I think. But anyways, have you played this game before? I have not played this game before. Okay, this is my first time, and I haven't played very many um, Zelda games, to be honest. We might have um, talked about this in our Skyward Sword episode. Uh, uh, you mean our other one? Yeah, the Wild Breath. <laughs> Maybe not that. Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this is the fifth Zelda game I've completed. Okay. Um, yeah, my first one was Ocarina of Time. The... No, no, no. No, sorry. My first one was Wind Waker. Okay. And then I played Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Then Breath of the Wild. Then this one. But I've, I've played a little bit of Phantom Hourglass, um, Link Between Worlds, Link to the Past. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how you feel about Twilight Princess, to be honest. TBH. Um, yeah, I, I feel that. I don't think it cracks my top three in regards to you know, um, my favorite in the series. Um, it does. It does some things right. And it does some things not right, I would say. But um In terms of Zelda, I felt like it's probably my least favorite Zelda. Um But not to say that it's a bad game. It's just that I, it's yeah. not that, great. Yeah. I, I Like it's just... a good game, but it's not we'll get into it, but um Well, let me let me say this. Ocarina of Time is my my favorite Zelda game because to me it does a lot of things well. It's a very uh, well-rounded game, very polished. But one thing, like I, so I always kind of compare games back to that. 
And the first mm. thing in my brain when looking at Twilight Princess comparatively to like Ocarina of Time is that the world of Hyrule is there, but you don't get a good sense of what it is before like the danger, the threat happens. And so there's no emotional attachment to the people and, and, and the land of Hyrule before it goes into peril. And then you like solve that kind of almost in the first act of the game. And then there's not really a sense of what's next. I felt like the the dane the threat level or the the risk to the world wasn't really there. Whereas like in Ocarina of Time, you spend a good chunk of time meeting the people of Hyrule, and then after that first act, you see its ruin, and you have a, like a desire and something to fight for to bring back. Yeah, no, there's definitely the emotional investment. You actually, like in Twilight Princess, it spends a decent amount of time, not too much, but like a decent amount of time introducing the characters of Ordon Village and kind of getting you attached to them. And they're kind of the emotional focal point of, in terms of like you want to save them, um, at least for the first bit of the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the rest of Hyrule... You see it in ruin before you ever see it, like, whole. Which I think it worked for something like Breath of the Wild. But it it didn't didn't really work in this game. Yeah. And, like, one of my highlights from this game, now that you mention it, is is the section where you chase the... The... Bobablin King? Is it Bobablin? The Bokoblin? Bokoblin King. Yeah. Um, After he takes the, the girl... Like mm-hmm. that was really action packed and like wow this is amazing it's so much fun, but like the kids from your village are don't ever show up again and and this game has various characters that show up for like very briefly, and they don't you don't I didn't really connect with any of them. Um, there's a there's a moment at the end of the game where like four four of the characters you met previously like show up to help you. Oh yeah, and I literally had to think for a second about who they were. Yeah, because you don't ever really connect with them before; they're just kind of there, and so. I mean, they do help you a little bit in the second half of the game, but yeah, it me, isn't it isn't huge. To me, like the only one I even recognized was this, was the Sky Temple one, because I had to go back to him a few times, um, and even like even characters I would have recognized, like um, I think it was is it Thelma or Thelma. Um, Thelma, yeah. Yeah, like reckon I would have recognized her if she had been there, um, but it, it just seemed odd to me. I I had to pause for a second, was like, and, and go, who are these people? Yeah, because it's meant to be this kind of like emotional. Yeah, they you have these allies. people swooped in and yeah yeah, but uh, that didn't really ring ring true for me. So yeah, I think unfortunately this game really struggled with tone. Um, because it, especially from what all like it appears to be, it's going to be this dark, moody, atmospheric game. Mm. But that's almost immediately, um, like thrown out the window. Well, it doesn't even get thrown out the window. It just kind of oscillates back and forth between being this kind of dark, broody game, and then this really goofy, charming like, <laughs> um, like one moment you're there's a crystal in your head and you're running like you're 
carrying Midna back to the castle while this really sad music plays. And then the next year, you've got a cuckoo in your hands and you're flying down and going through giant glowing rings and um, or you're herding goats and you see a goat in. <laughs> and it's there's just this wild like I think those clowns those clown characters are like the epitome of mm. the weirdness of this game. Like like the the cannon guy. The cannon guy. Yeah, he's odd. Yeah, it's it's almost like incongruous. It just or inc- yeah, it just doesn't he doesn't fit. The two parts of the game don't really seem to ever mesh. And I think that like it does some pretty interesting things, but it, yeah, that just doesn't quite manage to bring it all together. Absolutely, and and I definitely see this this one game as kind of like bridging bridging the gap between er, two eras of gaming, right? Um, of like the old style, or I guess I mean, really, it's it. The idea of a three D Zelda game is still pretty fresh at this point's history, like. Um, Ocarina of Time is not even a decade old yet, so it, it it's still, yeah. at the time, I think it would have been very impressive, the size of the world, the scale, um, the length of the game. And I can definitely see, I, to me, I see similarities between this and Breath of the Wild in regards to, there there's a lot of diverse landscape, and there's a lot of landscape, but to me like there just wasn't a lot to do in the world outside of the main story no actually there i found that there's actually a little bit of stuff that you could do out like in the world because there's one time where i had to wait for the sun to come up um so i went out into hyrule field and just kind of puttered around and looked for stuff and like i found a cave and there's this maze and there was like spiders and stuff and i found a bunch of treasure chests or like Mm -hmm. bug hunting and poe hunting like there was a decent amount of stuff that you could do yeah it just wasn't very essential right and like they even uh like one big thing they did in this game was with pieces of heart they changed it from four pieces of heart for a heart container to five and um so, so that there's more heart pieces in the game so, like, there's a lot of stuff that is definitely that you can do. Just, you know, not all that useful. Like, Breath yeah. of the Wild, you could kind of... There's lots of stuff, and it was all kind of fun. But, right. And I guess even, like, you think Majora's Mask had that really moody atmosphere and dark story, and Wind Waker had a really light, cheery attitude. Um yeah this game kind of tried to combine stuff but yeah well i mean this is definitely the most if you if you can say like realistic looking zelda game right in regards to like it it, it is a more adult art art style um yeah and and so that kind of contrasts the the weirder aspects right um and i do appreciate like twilight princess is has things that no other Zelda game has, right? Um, turning into a wolf. Like, what the heck is that about? Like, even that in itself is kind of, like, really odd. Um, yeah. But it all... It does all work 
together, just not as well as, say, Wind Waker's oddities do, right? Um, like the a ship that can talk. That's weird, but that's a thing in Wind Waker, and it, and it works, right? Yeah. Um, it just it's it's interesting to see them succeed in some areas and kind of not succeed in others. Like I look at the character of Midna, and I think that's a really strong character. Um, Definitely. With, with growth and, and and development there, but she's really the only character. Everyone else kind of yeah is fairly technically like there is some growth in characters, but it's very minute or it happens so quickly. Um. Like, there's a little bit of growth, like, the Prince Zora realizes that he needs to go back and lead his people, and um, the one kid, Colin, grows up a little bit, and, you know, Ilya goes through a whole kind of thing where she loses her memory and comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, my issue is I just don't remember any of that. Because I played this game over a span of months, so it's like I I recognize okay I remember, I remember all those characters, but none of them made a lasting impact on me, because after their story was up, they just never showed up again. Yeah, and I think this is something that that Zelda suffers through, at, at least for me, it suffers in Breath Breath of the Wild. Of like you build relationships with these characters and like the 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 old champions and sort of like the new champions, but they're not there for you really in your final battle Hmm. and or or like it's just really just you alone so Hmm. and and i appreciate that they did put min in this game because it gave it gave kind of like a foil to um zelda in regards to like look at this failed princess who is like i guess i don't know if you really know at the start that she's a princess or not but this this kind of brash, rude character, who really does want want what's best for her people, but has been kind of like usurped and, and thrown out, and and um, I would say gets like disfigured, and then she learns from Zelda what it's like to be like a true leader, um, mm-hmm. and I mean there's a point in this game where Zelda, it, it appeared to me like sacrifices her life for Midna. Um, and I thought yeah. that, I thought that was really powerful and really bold. I was like, "Whoa, they they killed Zelda." Um, guess it wasn't. Guess it turns out she's not dead. But but that that has a really profound impact on Midna um, mm-hmm. as well. So um, yeah, and uh, it, it's it's um it's just frustrating because like you you see them succeed with Midna, and then there's not really much, even with Zelda. Like, there's not a lot of character development there um, with her either. So, it it no. feels like everything's fragmented. That's, that's a how, good way of looking at it. Like, that's how I ex- described it to Eric. Like, all of the dungeons don't really feel all that similar. Um, nothing really feels connected. No, you kind of go from place to place. Kind of haphazardly and... Yeah, no, scat- or shattered is a very... Did you say scattered or shattered? Uh, scattered. Yeah. I mean, the the fragments of everything that you collect were shattered, shattered and yeah. then scattered. <laughs> yeah. and, and the thing I think the game had going most for it was 
was these new antagonists like Zant and and yeah. the Bokoblin King. And I don't I don't mind that they revert to Ganondorf, but I wish the reveal had been delayed a little bit. Um, because about halfway through the game, you kind of realize that Ganondorf's behind it all. Yeah. Um, and and but then they like kind of try and re-reveal it at the very end that Zant powered up with Ganondorf to take over the Twilight Realm. Yeah. Um, and I think that would have been it would have been much more powerful if he had been like unnamed. Or something like that. And then at the very last minute you realize, oh my goodness, it's Ganondorf. Because um, I do think, like, another failing of Breath of the Wild was the lack of a strong antagonist. Um, and this game sort of had that with Zant and, and the Bokoblin. Like, you, you lose to them a couple of times and then you, then you build up and, and triumph over them. And that's a satisfying feeling. And... Um, and Ganondorf is this imposing force that you then defeat as well. Um, but it just, it feels a little disjointed again because now it's, you're fighting, you're not really fighting Zant, you're really just fighting Ganondorf, so. Yeah, he feels a little inconsequential. And I think, I don't know, Zant, like looking back at him, it's almost like he's two different characters, I found. Because like for the first good chunk of the game basically until the whole Ganondorf connection is revealed he's this imposing figure this mm -hmm. like menacing and then as soon as he basically as soon as you fight him in his like throne room he becomes this weird puppet like like kind of manic personality yeah, yeah goofball yeah and it's as if they're two completely different characters like the same character who leaned over Midna and like said the creepy things and you just saw like the creepy mouth is the same character who's spinning at you like a top. <laughs> and that would have been interesting if like it had been revealed like Ganondorf was really dressing up as Zant or something and like Zant was, was literally like a puppet of his as a figurehead for like leading the Twilight, the Twi people of Twilight. Yeah. Um. But like, you're right. It's like the 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 reveal. Like, there's no semblance there of that character. Um. It's not like he goes crazy or or anything like that. He just kind of laughs maniacally and then, like you said, bounces around and attacks you. Yeah. Yeah, I think Xanth really kind of epitomizes the the disparity of this game. Of like the the disjointed nature of it. Mm -hmm. That being said, I love his boss battle. Oh, his boss battle is fantastic. Whereas Gandorf's boss battle is, um, actually, I found it pretty offensive to video games really? as a whole. I thought it was terrible. Just because it's kind of slow and drawn out. Um, that's exactly it. I felt like, like to me, like it was just every section of the fight was boring. Um, the first sec, cause it's, it's split up into four sections. The first section he takes, he makes Zelda a fit, uh, a literal puppet and she's like shooting her light at you. I'm like, that's actually really cool and interesting. But the yeah, solution to the fight is just wait and then swipe the attack back. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the second he turns into beast Ganon, which I'm not really a big fan of that. Like, Hey, Ganon's or he's Ganon, you know, he's a giant beast. Like that's not really intriguing character to me. 
And then it's just okay. like, oh, wait. And then, oh, okay, do the do the move. And then wait some more. And then you do that, and then it's a horse battle, which is pretty interesting. But then it, then it just turns into, okay, just fall behind him, wait for Zelda to shoot him, and then run up and hit him. And then the final battle is just, okay, wait until the sword clash. And it meets just like all this waiting. Really? You just waited for the sword clash at the end? I mean, I, I swiped at him and stuff, but you can't hurt him until he, uh, like you initiate that clash. Oh, you can you can hurt him otherwise. Uh, I was trying pretty hard. You can like roll around him and stuff like that. Uh, I was, and then I wasn't having very much success with that. Okay. But it, it was frustrating to me because Zant's boss battle had me it had me frustrated at first, and then I and then I realized this the the change in environment is important. So, yeah, you beat them the same way that you beat those bosses. Right, and as soon as that connected with me, I thought this is really cool. It allows me to reuse all these other items that I haven't really used in a while, and it, it kind of refreshed memory of the game. And then the Ganondorf was just like, and it was actually it actually really upset me. It was like this is really boring, because again I compare now to Breath of the Wild, and it's like all those Ganon fights, Ganondorf fights are intense, because mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily it's it's action packed. It's an endurance battle between you and him, and it's learning his patterns and and using all the resources that you have not sit and wait for zelda to shoot light at you yeah so i did like the first couple phases of the fight but the last the last phase in particular is pretty dull although there is a fun little glitch slash easter egg if you pull at the fishing rod um he'll just stare at it and then you can get a few extra hits in on him. Is that when you're sword fighting with Ganondorf? Yeah. That's funny. I don't know if people know whether it's a glitch or whether it's intentional or not, but that's something you could do. Yeah, that's funny. And I mean, yeah. Gan- Ganondorf's a really, really good antagonist. He is very imposing, and at one point, he, um, he, he kills Midna. And you're like, oh my goodness, he killed Midna! And then... It's just to me there was a bit of a disconnect between the uh, the emotion of the moment and then the emotion of the battle. Hmm. So. Yeah, because you kind of want to wail on him for that. Yeah, of course. Hmm. So. Interesting. Um. Sorry that it. Yeah, it's not the most interesting fight, but I'm sorry that it kind of turned into a waiting match for you. Yeah. The the beast form in particular had me really upset, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but you know, again, it's another thing of like, and a lot of the, a couple of the boss battles had me pretty frustrated or or bored. So, um, the uh, water temple stop, one. Don't talk to me about that one. <laughs> that one got me so mad. But then there's really really good ones like um. Uh, or a lot of good mini, uh, like sub bosses, like this guy. Yeah, the sub bosses were some oh. of the best. Yeah. Or not like sometimes better than the bosses. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. the combat overall, and and most of the dungeons were solid. They were fun. Um, the only one I really didn't like, I would say, would probably be the Sky Temple. Um, yeah. Mostly just because I got lost. And, uh, like, I was really confused at where I needed to go, and, um, 
but most of the items were fun and pretty unique. Mm. Like double double hook shot was cool. The spinny yeah. top was awesome. The whole uh, Arbiter Grounds dungeon is probably my favorite in the game. Yeah, it's pretty unique. I would say. Yeah. There's like, like plat the there's platforming aspects that are really interesting. Yeah. But I liked um at least the first half of the boss battle where you're basically playing bowling with the boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the second section, but mm -hmm. Yeah. But um you know the dungeons were cool. Snow Peak Mountain or Snow Peak Ruins I think were probably my favorite just because it was so un unlike any other dungeon. Yeah. That I'd ever it's, uh, played before. Unconventional. Yeah, cuz most dungeons kind of are like this is a temple or a literal dungeon ha used to house this, you know, secret force. And this one was just like, oh, it's just the mansion. Mhm. Mm it's a clever um it's probably the most interesting one, at least in terms of its aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And... Which they tried to do a bit more with, um... Oh, what's it called? The Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah, really? Hmm. They tried to make... That was one of the things that they had set out, is that they tried to make the dungeons feel a little bit more part of the world. Um, so, like... I think you could return to the you return to the dungeons a couple times to do like side quests or hmm. other parts of the game. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, and like Twilight Princess has a lot of the same, you know, the Zelda beats that it hits that I appreciate. I appreciate um, the similarities between the games because it it brings you know that common connectedness together um, while still doing something different. Um, and, uh, I love, I love the hustle and bustle of Castletown. Um, mm. I, I really enjoyed, um, that cause it felt like a city. I love that. No one really seemed to care that this, that the castle was like encased in this Amber. Everyone was just going about their day. Um, but it gave me a sense of like, Hey, there's, there's people in this world, um, just kind of going about their lives, kind of oblivious to the danger that's behind them. Yeah, um, which made a lot more sense than in, in this instance, than in Breath of the Wild, where like the danger is very clear. Um, where this one, it's more. Not no one really knows what's going on, like at all. It's kind of a hidden world mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. So, did you ever meet Agatha? Yes, I I gave her a bug so I could get more rupees, and then I never met her again. Mm -hmm. she's an interesting character she's i believe she's a playable character in hyrule warriors oh my goodness <laughs> that um that one zelda beat-em-up game mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or the hack and slash yeah she's she's one of the playable characters very interesting that's an interesting game there's like every character from zelda is in that game as a playable character, as not like I'll also, yeah. Like, what do you mean every? Like, how many are you talking here? Like, like Zand, Ganondorf, Midna. Oh wow! Like, <laughs> well, let's take a look. I was just gonna look it up. 
Too bad it's not canon. Is it not? It's yeah, it's not canon. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty. Okay, yeah, non-canon. Yeah, Impa, Sheik, Ganondorf, all the big characters from Ocarina of Time, um, Girahim, Youngling, Tingle, Kako. Kako? Oh, there are a lot of characters. Like Yuga. Med- Medley from Wind Waker, Tetra. Um, even some characters from the 3DS one. Which I'm guessing that might have been in like the because there's a 3DS version of the game. Ah. Dark Link appears, but it looks like he's just an enemy. Yeah. Huh. King Bulbin, which we've been saying Bokoblin, but it's well, he's Bulbin. King. He's king of the Bokoblins, isn't he? He. So. <laughs> so there's there's Bokoblins, which I believe is kind of like a play on the Hobgoblin, and then there's also Moblins. Moblin, right. Which I believe are more of a play on goblin. Um, oh, this... The moblins are the bigger, more intimidating. The hobgoblins are, you know, smaller. No, he is. He is a bulbin, a bulb, yes. a bulblin, a bul bulbin, bulbin, bulblin, bulbin. bulblin, bulblin. Yes, King Bulblin of the Bulblin race. I know because I'm on the Zelda Wikipedia. <laughs> and Lord Bulbo. Is the is the boar? <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that antagonist. He's very he's very menacing. And again, yeah, I like that he he kicks your butt at the very start. Yeah, he gives you something to kind of look forward to and kind of show your power, mm-hmm. like improvement. And he like appears throughout the game, and he like takes damage. And then eventually, at the very end, he speaks. Yeah, and he's like, and "I like I, that was pretty impact, impactful." Yeah, because it's like he he essentially says, "You know, I I follow the strong," and he's basically submitting to you that like you bested him, and like you're a worthy adversary. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it turns him from like a bad guy to more of like an anti-hero, not more more like a mercenary kind of. Yeah, kind of like a. I don't know what you would call it in between villain and hero. Because he's not a hero. He's not an anti-hero, but he's not... He's, he's, not he's an evil. antagonist. But... I guess he's chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> or lawful neutral? Lawful evil. Anyways. Um, so there's one thing that I... Um, one One thing that infuriated me through the whole adventure... And that was stamps. You didn't like the stamps? I couldn't stand the stamps. Why? Because, well, for the one thing, you can't use them anymore. Because Miiverse is done. And you solve, like, a really difficult puzzle or something like that, and you're excited because you're going to get a heart piece or you're (laughs) going to get some rupees or something, and you open it up and it's a stamp. And, like... I, I can't communicate how, like, I almost didn't want to go for stuff because it was just going to be a stamp. That's really interesting. I love the stamps. Really? I thought that was really cool. But. I mean, it's not, for someone who doesn't do any of the kind of that social media stuff, it has no interest to me. Well, 
I didn't even realize they could be used for that purpose. I thought they were just like, here, here's this collectible. I'm like, oh, I, like to me, it's like, oh, cool, like the, it's the Hylian language, and there's like these cool little images of happy Zelda and sad Zelda. <laughs> but I, I, <clears throat> I thought it was pretty unique compared to like, oh, it's just a bug, or or it's a Korok seed or something like that. Like true, it, it's true. not just this faceless reward. But, but I can I, I can definitely see I your couldn't point. Use it. Yeah, I can. I think it's just because I couldn't use it. Yeah, for sure. I can see but that. I can see your point too, though. Like it is kind of a neat. It's a neat idea. And like it was a really quite a neat concept when it came out. Mm-hmm. And Meverse was this whole interesting experiment too. But um, yeah. Was there anything else about the game that kind of stood out to you? Oh boy, probably. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, again, I think we've been. Well, I think I've been pretty critical of the game, and uh, some for some reason I tend to be more critical than I than I intend to be. I definitely enjoyed the experience. Um, it's definitely a. It's a great game, um, but I think when you when you kind of hold it up in in the light of comparison um you can kind of see True. its failings uh or it's it's so comparison is uh something like comparison kills joy yeah and i think like because like if this had been my first zelda game you know things things like the characters may not have irked me that much um like what what would have frustrated me would be like design issues like like the boss battles or getting lost in the sky temple not necessarily like the reveal of ganondorf or the the lack of usage of other races or characters you know kind of after their dungeons um uh it, it it still is a solid game um worthy of a play um i think i like it better than majora's mask to be honest um just because it it it, it kind of still is within that Zelda formula that I do really like. Yeah, it is a bit. It is a more familiar game, mm-hmm. and like it's not a terribly difficult game, but not like so easy that you can just breeze through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there are some abilities that are borderline broken if you use them properly, like the oh. um, the uh, what's it called? Um. Oh. Um. Mortal Draw? Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Graham, because I forgot my favorite aspect of this game um, is the character of the... Um, what is What does he go by? Oh, like the, the Golden Knight guy? Uh, uh, the hero? The Departed Swordsman. Yeah. Um, who... I love this because it's, it's such an ingenious connection that is really could easily be missed so yeah you are kind of visited by the spirit of um this giant knight skeleton knight who who teaches you the ways of like the sword master and the character that you are being trained by is actually the link from ocarina of time and majora's mask Mm -hmm. um long after he's passed away which i thought was really 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 interesting because it 
it gives us this personality of of a link when link has no personality ever and that's kind of the point of him um mm, true so um he he's a very i found him to be pretty cynical and and kind of like this de- depressed soldier almost in in a way um and very yeah. harsh he's a very harsh oh sorry i think it's called the hero shade that's it hero shade um yeah um but like you meet him i think you have to meet him for one like the first instance and then afterwards he is um kind of like an optional not necessarily optional but like you can learn his skills if you explore the world and find like um certain like this this tomb stone if you will and like uh play a melody uh, bringing the music theme back into Zelda, and then go tracking him down. And he'll teach you a new move, and a lot of the new moves, like Graham said, are very, very, very useful. Yeah, Helm Splitter and the side roll and the shield bash. Shield bash even is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think that might have been one of the ways that I defeated like Dark Nuts, especially. Um. The big shielded armor guys. Um, mm-hmm. Once their shield is down, you can stun them with the shield and then hit them. And it makes the second phase really easy. And I think that that was one thing that I did quite enjoy about this game is kind of having getting a mastery over it. Um, which I think that the the different moves really helped with. Um because like being able to like seeing these huge imposing figures and being able to like defeat them in a, like a pretty stylish way mm-hmm. is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought really cool way to tie the the universe kind of together it, subtly. You know, um, mm, true. It's true. not like in your face. And Zelda's really good with that overall. Yeah, it is. And I like, like, like for example, so that that's the hero from Ocarina of Time. Ganondorf is still the same Ganondorf from Ocarina of Time. Um, and and likewise with Wind Waker, it's like it's the same, it's the same being with the same memories. So it's like that. There's a little of familiarity with with Ganondorf as well. I, with you as the player, like. This is the same character I fought once before, but in a different time in a different game. So, mm-hmm. um, whereas Link and and Zelda um, have the potential to be a little different. I mean, Link again, as I said, is pretty much just a blank slate, but he has a little bit of character in games like, um, or in the like in this game, or in Wind Waker or Breath of the Wild, um, and Zelda tends to vary bit to bit. So, because they're reincarnations, so. Yeah, it's one of those things that makes it a legend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you give this game? How would you rate it? Um, I'm trying to remember what we had. Maybe like a, a Chie or a Yosuke, I'm thinking. I'm not entirely sure. What were you thinking? I actually didn't think about it to this very moment. 
Um, <laughs> I think I guess probably, like I'm, I'd probably give it a GA. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I am in agreement with that because it's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a solid game. It has some flaws. It has some very interesting concepts. Um, but altogether, it, it's it is a fun ride. And starting out, I did have very much a sense of like, this is an adventure I'm on. Um, right, this is uh, this is a quest, and I've got to save my friends. I've got to figure out what's going on and, and reverse the twilight. And I guess somewhere about the halfway point, it just kind of fell apart for me in regards to that like that narrative. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what went wrong, but somewhere, some something somewhere, kind of, it fell off. Yeah, so. probably around where the the mirror was just like, I, okay, well, I guess now we gotta find four more things. Yeah, yeah, because in like in classic Zelda, it would be like the fire temple and the water temple, and and they have that right. But this is just kind of like, oh, he put them there, and for not really any purpose, seemingly. So. Yeah, like, they're supposed to be, like, like, it's not even that they're, like, guarded by his guardians or something. One of them he gave, gave to a, a yeti. <laughs> yeah. Or did he, I think they just found it somewhere. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Because the sages imply that Zant hid, hid the mirrors at twilight, the mirror, the, the shattered pieces. Yeah. But to me, it would have made more sense if the sages had done that. Because yeah. it ends up like the Temple of Time and the Sky Temple. I thought that would have been made more sense. We didn't really talk about the sages, but... Yeah, they were there. Yeah, it's an interesting inclusion. I found them to kind of be... Um... They had an interesting design. Very interesting design. Uh, they all look the same, except for their symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of seem to be like... Uh, scaredy cats? I don't know. There's a there's a flashback to when they try and seal Ganondorf away, um, which is seemingly right after Ocarina of Time. I'm a little confused in the timeline of that, but <laughs> they fail and Ganondorf like straight up just murders one of them, which I thought was like wow that's crazy. Um, but then they don't really do much like to assist you beyond just giving you the the backstory. Um, where I felt like the sages and like Ocarina of Time were very much involved in my quest yeah no they're well and then they were also like relatable people Mm -hmm. these were just white white figures yeah so but yeah it's interesting to see the 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 things they brought along and the things they didn't bring along right there's like to my recollection there's no deku tree um you know um a lot of yeah. some of the more fantastical elements are not quite there right exactly but and others are brought along so yeah but and i think that's like that's one thing that they did pretty well i think is like giving there's kind of this grounded feeling to a lot of things like the hook shots and the spinner they all felt like they're obviously fantastical but they felt like mechanical and like, yeah, he didn't have like, a fire rod. Right, right. 
And like I think if like you said, like the game. Well, then, then you have the glowy ball rod. Oh, the Dominion rod, which was really yeah. cool. Um, but like I think, like you said, like it, it suffers a bit from its tone. And I think if they had worked a little bit to focus the tone more into a bit more gritty, uh, or more like remove some of the more goofy aspects, I think it would have been a more all around more um, agreeable um presentation it, it's it's the things that contrast what the player is experiencing right that kind of draw out the draw you away from the experience yeah um so yeah and in and like in this instance it's it's in a negative way because there's definitely positive ways to do that like the the dark moments in ocarina of time are, are very jarring comparatively right and it works as a theme of like a, going into adulthood um and it's like this like you walk into cast town it's terrifying right it <laughs> totally breaks the tone of the whole everything you've experienced so far but it does it for a reason um whereas this is just kind of like hey shoot it shoot out of a cannon and land to get some rupees let me yeah. sing a little silly song <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't like that character, if you could tell. <laughs> He's weird. But play it. You know, it's a good game. It's worth at least, like, a watch through. I don't know. It's not bad to play. I'm not sure I would recommend playing it personally. Really? If you had to play a Zelda game, there's definitely other ones to play. I don't know. Like, for me, it wasn't an experience that I would play again. I would watch a Let's Play. There's, like, one Let's Play that was just fantastic that I watched a little while back, and, like, I watched a walkthrough of the game a number of years ago, and I really enjoyed that. Hmm. So that might be factoring into my opinion of this, that I've kind of already seen it twice. Hmm. Um, so there wasn't anything, like, fresh and surprising for me. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I, I do have to say I I did like returning to a Zelda game with dungeons, and that the classic formula. Yeah, and I guess like again like I I have to give the game credit as as fragmented as everything felt like there's also a benefit to each gen- dungeon being kind of drastically different than the one before, whereas like hey Breath of the Wild all your dungeons are like literally the same thing. So um, there's a, definitely a fine balance, I think, in between the two, um, where like Breath of the Wild was still hitting that like, hey, I'm solving puzzles and I'm I'm figuring out the solutions. Um, the dungeons, I, I was missing them more structured um, and the the aesthetic and like the sense of adventure of discovering this, this dungeon. Yeah. You know, what's behind the next door type thing. Yeah, so. no, I, I can agree with that. I mean, like we said, it's a good game. Um, I mean, you can't play it except unless you have a Wii, GameCube, or Wii U. So um, you may be restricted to a Let's Play. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, that officially ends the summer of Nintendo, Graham. Yeah. Wow. It's done. That that was... Took a little longer than we expected, but <laughs> we better, you know, we got through it. We better start playing for next year. Oh boy. 
Could you imagine? Uh man. Next yeah. year we're doing. Uh, what are some really long Nintendo games? Well, we still. I've never played a Metroid game. I've never Metroid. I've never played a Star Fox game. Well, those are really short. Um. Well, unless you're playing like the GameCube one. What what but, what other ones are there that Nintendo has done? Nintendo does. <laughs> Well, let's let's play Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh my goodness! Okay, we'll start this. We'll start this year and be ready by twenty twenty one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm. I've been playing it, and I am close to finishing it. One route. Oh my goodness. Um, I have a friend who who's partway through his second route, and he just broke a hundred hours. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, he's also played it a lot. That's crazy. But, and he's playing it on the hardest difficulty now, and it sounds ridiculous. Wow. Anyways. Lots of games No, to Nintendo play. doesn't tend to make really long games, from what I can recall. Really? I feel like all their games are super long. Sorry, when I'm saying super long, I'm saying like 70 hours. That's fair. Because that's now apparently my new definition of long. Yeah. I mean, not many games are that long. Most of them are Japanese. Yeah. So, Persona. <laughs> <clears throat> Still looking forward. I'm looking forward to oh, man. Uh, Royal. I can't believe it, but I'm definitely probably going to get it and oh, play good. through it again. That's good. So I'm actually I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Yeah. They dropped the um, the opening video for it. Uh, like the intro, you know, like mm-hmm. the the op, and. I wouldn't say it's as good as the original one. Like, wake up, get out, get out there is still phenomenal, but it's not bad. It's satisfactory. Yeah, it's yeah. still it's still good. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Stuff to Anyways, look forward to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Um, we'll be back in a few weeks with a review on a non-Nintendo game. Um, yes. We know what it is, right? I mean, I think I know what it is, but I... Yeah, I know what it is. It's the one we're both playing right now, right? Yeah, Okay, good. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's important to know. Should we tease it, or should we leave it a mystery? Um, it's a mystery yeah. that they have to uncover. Mm. Mm. Um, looking for treasure, mm. in our words... Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll leave you at that. Okay. Or you, go, unless you had something to add. No, I can't think of anything good. You beat me okay. to all the good puns. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to shoot you a message about that later. Okay. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you liked the, the episode, please let us know. Tell your friends. Uh, write us a review subscribe to our podcast um, hit us up on the socials as the people say and uh, we will speak to you in a little bit alright see ya